things my family did I am not the voices in my head I am not the pieces of the brokenness inside I am light I am light <sighs> And so it is Hello everyone, welcome to Being Inspired Radio, officially episode number one in this new incarnation of how I am playing in this Being Inspired space. I am Amanda Johnson, and for those of you who don't know me, I am a writer, a speaker, a soulful inquirer and the creator of Being Good With Being You. And I am feeling inspired to experiment, to play with how I continue to serve others and share a message that I feel deeply and profoundly called and inspired to share. So I am experimenting with a radio show, for lack of a better word for it. And for those of you who join me live, I do have a chat box available. And as we continue to explore this space, um, there may be times where I drop in and ask for questions um, or just to see where you're at. Other times it may just be me sharing what is real and present for me today that I am inspired to share with you so that you yourself can be inspired. My father asked me earlier today if everything was all right. He mentioned or noticed that my energy was a little off. He didn't say it that way, but that was my interpretation. My father is very intuitive and I said to him, I think it's that I have this live show this evening and uh, I'm feeling the energy of that and it's so palpable. Uh, I was a former actor and it never failed that each night before the performance I'd get this sensation through my body and it feels very similar. I, I would name it something different now than I would have then. But I think it's all the same, and it's the fact that I can feel the energy that is coursing through me, that is being called through me, that is being asked to be channeled through me. And uh, it is such an exhilarating feeling, um, and one that I don't expect will ever not be there. So I'm really just feeling that right now and, and sharing that with you. Any of you who speak or share messages with others, you might know uh, the same feeling or you might have your own experience with that. So preparing for this call today, for this show today, um, I'm really continuing to step out and try to um, continue to expand myself and deepen into my own trust, my own faith into my own divinity. And part of me doing that is less preparation 
and more trust in the moment. I started doing some of these calls a few months ago, and I would prepare down to nearly the last word I would say. I, I mostly scripted out my calls so that the ego would feel really, really safe and comfortable. And that served me. And I believe that I offered a lot of value by doing that. And each call, each subsequent call, uh, I wrote and prepared and scripted a little less. Um, but s- while still maintaining, you know, bullet points and uh, certain things I wanted to make sure I said. For today's call, I tried something wildly different. And I want to share that with you because I think it is, um, first of all, uh, inspirational perhaps for you. But it is, for me, a, a pivotal um, point in my journey as I continue to just deepen and deepen into my own trust and into my own inner wisdom. I tried an exercise that was recommended to me by the magnificent and magical Cora Poge. She just launched her new website. I encourage each and every one of you to check it out. It's corapoge.com. C-O-R-A-P-O-A-G-E.com. And she recommended trying an exercise to really tune into our inner wisdom. She calls it angels. I call it inner wisdom. It's all the same thing in my book. And she said to write a question in your dominant hand. So handwrite a question that you have of the universe, of yourself, something you're curious about, and write it using your dominant hand. And then using your non-dominant hand, allow your inner wisdom to respond. And now I was really curious about this exercise. I'll be honest, I didn't really know if it would work, but I wanted to give it a try. So today I opened up my journal as I was preparing for this for this show. And I asked the question, what is it you want me to share on tonight's call? And then using my left hand, I am not ambidextrous, but using my left hand, I started to write and I filled a page, which was quite surprising to me. Uh, And it's actually fairly legible. It looks like a first graders handwriting, but it's uh, surprisingly legible. And so that is what I'm going to be using as my guide tonight to share with you and really trusting that what I have to share will resonate with you on the, on the level or in the way that it is meant to or that is an, it is intended to when you listen to this. And what came to me, what my inner wisdom wanted me to share is to really speak Speak from my heart and to let everyone know that everything is okay. All of it is okay. The fights you may have, the bad feelings, the varying moods throughout the day. It's all okay. And you don't have to understand it. 
Now, I believe the reason this came through me today is because I had an experience of this and I was grappling with it before um, before the show this evening. It was it happened earlier today, and so I spent some time this afternoon journaling and and exploring this experience. And I think there was a reason, and I believe I was I am called to share it with you. So I I won't go into all the details, but um, but the premise of it and kind of the the nuggets of it for me was that. Earlier today, I went on a walk with my dog and my partner, and I noticed that I was trying to communicate with him. And uh, this happens every now and again where I I attempt to communicate in a way that feels true to me, though I, I do notice that I have a difficult time saying what I want to say or what I mean to say. And I often have an expectation of how he's going to respond. And if he doesn't respond in the way I expect, I feel myself shifting inside. I notice that I get into my head, that my ego um, gets angry, that I just feel frustrated and separated. And I pull away. And this is a recurring pattern of mine. And... The reason I'm sharing this and the reason I feel I was called to share it is because after this happened and, you know, half an hour passed or so, I I went to speak to him again and I said, you know, I just sometimes feel like I, I, I don't communicate the way I want to with you. And I noticed that I was, again, trying to say something that maybe I wasn't saying uh, in the way that I wanted to say it. And he just looked at me and said, It's all okay. It's okay. And I also then noticed my response, my inner response was one of of annoyance almost. And one of like, well, that's not what I want you to say. And so as I was journaling about this later, what I noticed and what I heard from within is that The reason that I get triggered when I hear him say that, ironically, because that is actually what I desire to hear. I want to know that everything's okay. That is the message that I stand for. That is the message that I desire to spread and share with others and inspire others to feel and to trust that everything is okay no matter what. And yet, ironically, when he says this to me, I get triggered. And I somehow feel uh, dissatisfied with that response. And when I journaled about that and just let it all come out, I noticed it's because I think in some ways um, there may be some jealousy or envy or guilt on my part that I don't feel that way at all times. That I was still judging myself for how I communicated. That I was judging him for how he was responding. And I wasn't trusting or experiencing that everything is okay, all of it. And I just thought that was really interesting. And it's not the first time that has happened. And it's not even the first time I've had that awareness. And I was then reminded of 
a passage in a book um, in a book that I've just read recently that really spoke to this, and I want to share it with you because I've heard from many people, and I am a firm believer that those of um, those who are closest to us are our romantic partners, our close friends, certainly our family members, those who we choose to be close in close relation with us are our often our our best teachers. And that was reaffirmed for me in this book that I just finished reading called The Impersonal Life. And I just want to read this one passage to you because it came to mind after I was once again triggered and then reminded of the incredible lesson and teaching that my partner had to offer me today. The passage goes like this. Through husband, wife, child, brother, sister, parent, will I now be able to develop in you these great qualities, patience, gentleness, forbearance, tongue control, loving kindness, true unselfishness, and an understanding heart. For I will cause you to see that I am deep down in their hearts as I am in yours. And that, to me, is such truth. I'm getting to learn that over and over and over again. That our greatest teachers are sometimes those who we maybe want to distance ourselves from or remove from our life. And at least at this point in my journey, I am really learning how to welcome those teachers and to accept the lessons that they have to offer me. And so today, that lesson for me was that it's all okay. Even in those times where I think that the way I am communicating or the way that I'm feeling isn't, it is. And that's one of the things I wanted to offer to you today in this, in this show. I had a lot of things that I wanted to share um, before I tried that exercise of writing with my non-dominant hand. I did just some free journaling to say, you know, what is it that's really present for me today? And there are, there are a number of things um, that have been coming up for me. But I think the, what I want to pay attention to right now is that we, the way we get to this place of, of knowing that it's all okay and to trust that, because I think that is, the, that is the lesson, that is the practice, is that it is a practice. I want to say that. Getting to a place where we can know that it's okay is a practice. And there's a Marianne Williamson quote that I, um, I flipped to today, again, in preparation. So I want to share this because I think it's also interesting and it really supports this idea that, um, yeah, that, that we, we can get to this point of trusting and knowing, but it takes more than just hoping for it or wanting it. 
um, what she says, and in this is from her book, A Return to Love, she says that love, or in this case, we could, we could trade out the word love for trust, faith, a true knowing. Love takes more than crystals and rainbows. It takes discipline and practice. And I believe that to be true. I've been re-engaging with my meditation practice um, each day now for a minimum of 15 minutes and sometimes longer. And I've always, I shouldn't say always, in the, over the past two years or so, um, I've been learning to meditate and uh, I'm bringing it into my daily life and into my practice. And it has evolved um, it, it started as something that I would do here and there as I needed for a few minutes a day, maybe a few minutes a week. There have been periods where I haven't meditated at all. Again, it's all okay. And recently I'm back to a regular meditation practice. And what I can say is I can feel a difference. I, I experienced what Marianne Williamson was speaking about in this book. Um, which is based on A Course in Miracles. And I can see that it is discipline and practice that gets me to a state of stillness, quieting all of the voices in my head so that I can clearly hear what it is that I am feeling called or being called to do or say. And I'm practicing that more and more um, again, today, this was a practice in it on a pretty large scale, but I've been practicing it in small ways throughout my day and my week where I kind of get quiet uh, before I respond to somebody or before I get up to do something or before I write a blog post or an article. And I do believe it's because I have, a, I have created some discipline, some devotion and some practice around it. And so I offer that today as well as some inspiration for you. If there's something in your life where there could be um, some more devotion or practice or discipline, I invite you to, to explore that. And that's not an invitation to start shooting all over yourself. I don't believe that's an invitation now to add yet one more thing to your to-do list out of obligation. But I think it is an invitation to look at what's truly important in your life. What you are really feeling a desire to experience more of and carving out time for that and being gentle with yourself, noticing that it is a practice. Anything we do is a practice, which is why it's all okay. When we slip, when we stumble, when we fall, when we react in a way we didn't want to react, or when we had feelings that we didn't think we should be having. Um, I mean, I just smile and giggle at how clear it is to me why I am sharing the message of being okay, of being good with being you, because it is daily that I get to be reminded of that. And I get to drop in and go, right, 
it's all okay. And still, um, there are these messages and words of wisdom that are all around us to inspire me to remember that. And therefore, I want nothing more than to turn around and inspire others to remember that too. Another quote, I, I, I felt really called to share quotes today. And I'm not going to judge that or even try to understand why. I'm just going to share them. Another quote that really stood out as I was flipping back through Marianne Williamson's book is that the only person who can free us is ourselves. The only person who can free us is ourselves. And while we have these incredible teachers all around us, and while we have all of these messages helping to remind us who we are and where we come from and how to get back to that, at the end of the day, it is up to us, to each of us, which is where that practice, where that devotion, that discipline comes in and where we don't get to pawn that responsibility off on someone else. That also stood out to me today because I once again realized today during that exchange with my partner and those feelings that I was having of being disappointed and angry, I was still expecting him to respond to me in a certain way so that I felt loved, so that I felt seen and heard. And that, in my opinion, is off putting my responsibility onto him. It is asking him to love me more than I love myself. It is asking him to see and validate me more than I see and validate myself. So every time that happens, and I am truly in this moment feeling blessed that my partner is that teacher for me because it is my responsibility and it is my path to walk and it is for me to learn to come back and love myself more than anyone else loves me, to see myself more than anyone else sees me, to validate myself more than anyone else validates myself. And because I am such a hard judge at times and I can be so critical, it's no wonder I seek it from others first because I don't necessarily give it to myself first and foremost. And it's, I'm just, I'm smiling as I'm noticing, even as I share this, the importance of why certain people are in my life and how much gratitude I have for them that they know exactly how best to teach me how to keep turning inward. And I don't say this out of spite. I don't say this in any sense of um, thinking I need to be separate or alone. You know, it's to know that it is up to us to free ourselves does not mean we need to do it alone. I believe what that means is that we get to first take responsibility, that we get to make that choice to love ourselves the way we want to be loved, to nurture ourselves the way we desire to be nurtured, to 
give ourselves all of the unconditional blessings that we desire to have and receive from others. It means that it is up to us to do that. It is up to us in each moment to choose how we want to feel. But that doesn't mean we have to do it alone. Um, and it doesn't mean that I um, in any way think that people in my life are uh, undeserving of me than loving them. But I feel really passionate about that today. And I can tell it's something that's very present for me. And it's, for whatever reason, it's coming through and it is reaching you when while you're hearing this. And I trust that you are receiving whatever you are meant to receive from it in this moment. Now, I, in, also in preparation for this show, um, really felt that these episodes, um, which I have not yet determined if I desire to do once a month, which is what I currently have scheduled, or to do it once a week, and I'm still going to feel into that and determine um, or listen for what really is the uh, appropriate frequency, always open to shifting that, of course. So at this time, I'm not sure what that's going to look like, but I feel that a 30-minute episode is uh, the target length of time. So I'm sharing that with you now so that you know what to expect. I didn't say it at the beginning, but um, that's my intention is to keep these to about 30 minutes. And I'm doing things a little bit in reverse order um, because I also didn't share the rest of my intentions for this call, which are to create a space for us all to just drop in, to be inspired, to listen to that inner wisdom within and to trust that we already have and know everything we need and that we are good and whole in and of ourselves. This is the message I know I am here to share and to spread and this particular container um, I intend to use as one more platform to share that and to do it in a way that, again, just feels true and present and aligned with where I am in this moment so that those who feel called to listen and those who feel called to me um, can be inspired by the lessons I'm learning in the moment and the insights because I believe that there's a reason we have these in the moments and at the times that we do. And there's a reason you're listening to this at this moment in time. And so I'm going to continue to deepen my own trust and my own faith in the magic and in the oneness of everything and use these shows as yet another way to further that and to expand that for all of us. I may feel compelled to offer strategies or tips and other times I may not um for this evening I noticed that when I was doing the really cool journaling exercise that the the words that came out when I was um when I was writing in terms of the ways 
to find our way to this everything is okay, the words that came out and came through me were to listen, to notice, to forgive, to release, to accept, to love. So those may not be detailed strategies or tips, and yet those are the words that I really want to leave you with today. You know within how to use those, where to find them. And if you don't, you will start to pay attention and notice where those tools and strategies start to appear in your life. Trust that. Follow your curiosity. Pay attention. And see where these insights and where the wisdom comes from. Because it will show itself and make itself known to you. I feel very complete with how this call um, has gone and with where we are at this point in time. And so I am going to close us out. And I'm noticing I cannot recall if I gave credit to that incredible singer who opened us in tonight's show and who is also I'm going to close with. That is the incredible voice of India Ari. And the name of the song is I Am Light. And that song is my anthem. And when I heard it, I knew immediately that it needed to be a part of my life. So I have, um, I am using that as some inspiration for these shows. So if you haven't, please make sure you check her out. I am going to close us once again with her incredibly soothing voice. And I invite you just to close your eyes Listen to her as we end our official first episode of Being Inspired. Thank you for joining me this evening. Pieces of the brokenness inside